Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, a rock and roll Hall of Fame band, would not have existed without the failure of little-known country rock band Mud Crutch. The Gainesville, Florida band formed by Tom Petty and Tom Leiden had signed with Shelter Records in 1974 and moved their operations to Los Angeles, California before releasing their only single, Depot Street, in 1975, which flopped so hard that the band decided to split up. Petty took the failure in stride, and by 1976, he had formed Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, alongside Mike Campbell, Ron Blair, Stan Lynch, and Ben Montench. Their 1976 self-titled debut album, much like the doomed Mud Crutch single, failed to gain any traction upon release, at least in the U.S., before becoming American superstars, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers saw success across the pond in the UK after performing their song, Anything That's Rock and Roll, on top of the pops. After a tour in the UK, their album climbed to number 24 on the UK album charts. Their success across seas led to the re-release of their album and its singles in 1977. The album peaked at number 55 in the US and eventually went gold, and its lead single went on to hit the top 40 in both the US and Canada. Rumors say that the single's distinctive descending guitar lick was originally only present at the end of the song until singer Del White Twilly, who was on the same label as the band, heard the recording and suggested using the riff throughout the song. Petty was so taken by the idea that he called the band back to the studio in the middle of the night to re-record the song. That's right, we're talking Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers' breakdown on Cover Me. Baby, break down. Go ahead, give it to me. Break down, honey, take me through the night. Break down, not spinning here. Can you see? Break down, so... That's right. It's Cover Me, the only podcast that talks about famous songs and their many cover versions, compares them against one another to find out which one is going to go ahead and give it to me. I'm your host, as always, Jake Cressy, joined by my all-right co-host... Alex Mildenberger. Alex Mildenberger. I want to I clarify that is all right and not alt-right. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> just... the clarification. Um, you know, just to prevent confusion. Mm-hmm. Alex. Yeah. I made the call that this was going to be a home run intro. It was so fucking close. It was real close. That was like, it was, it was still like a triple. It just didn't quite go out of the park. Yeah. Ugh. It's the best I've done in weeks. Uh... Felt good though, Alex. How are you doing? Uh, I'm all right. Hey. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Call back. Call back to like like 30 seconds ago. I was going for a sip of my tea because I was like, I he'll say something about the weather or something. <laughs> no, it took me right no, out. Perfect, Alex. Nothing to say about the weather. Um, no, it's spring now. It is spring, at least for now. Yeah, that's I guess how time works. We just sometimes we double back in Calgary, right? Right, right. We hit right, May right. and then we say it's time for a, a quick snowstorm before we get on into the rest of all this, all this spring yeah. nonsense. God, don't I know it? That's sometimes you're just waiting in Calgary. Like, please come on, it's got to be spring. Well, now, I'm right? not going to take no. my winter tires off now. It's not even May yet. Yeah, not even September yet. More like. <laughs> Uh, we love to joke about the weather here. Alex, <laughs> we may joke about the weather, but we're dead serious about Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. About Tom Petty. Usually the Heartbreakers as well. Alex, I have a t-shirt from a Tom Petty concert I went to 11 years ago. Uh, yep. And I'm still, I'm wearing it right now, actually. I've been wearing it all week. It's a good shirt, and it still fits me. I guess 11 years ago, like, we haven't grown much since then because we were in high school. 
Yeah, late certainly high not school. physically or emotionally. Um, <laughs> true. Yep, true on all counts. True on all accounts. Yep. Um, Alex, I've been a big Tom Petty fan for at least a decade. Yeah. How about you? What's your What's your Tom Petty story? Um, I like Tom Petty. I listen to Tom Petty's music sometimes, and the Heartbreakers, of course. Can't the forget Heartbreakers. the Heartbreakers. Um, I I didn't go to that concert. I could have gone to that concert with you, but I you elected could've. not to. Um, for I don't know. I decided it it wasn't uh, something I wanted to do. I I wish I had though. Uh, you know, hindsight and all that. It would have yeah. been it would have been good because I thought uh, I'll see him sometime. And uh, no, that that can't happen anymore. I mean, you'll still see him, Alex, in hell. But <laughs> see you in hell, luck. <laughs> Tom Petty. Because you know, he's, he's we're passed. rivals. That's right, Alex. I were you a fan of Tom Petty first or the Traveling Wilburys first? Uh, Tom Petty. I knew Tom Petty way okay, before yeah, the Traveling yeah. Wilburys. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Me too. Me too. My dad bought the Traveling Wilburys CD, and I was like, "That's weird," and ignored it for like a while before I actually listened to it. But right, definitely knew Tom Petty a long time before the Traveling Wilburys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Tom Petty's a great musician. Not never like the first musician that comes to mind when I think of incredible. Like artists, but when you listen to his catalog, like it's it's all very solid. Yeah, in my brain, it's kind of a similar space as like CCR, in that I forget mm. about it, and then until I start listening to it, I'm like, oh, I like all this. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, holy shit, stuff. this is good. Yeah. Oh, and this yeah, one. both in yeah. that vein of like sort of southern rock, and at least some of the music is a lot of southern rock, a lot of blues influence. Yeah, with in some both the blues influence and some kind of like maybe a little bit countryside, and it. At t- it can feel rural, but it really isn't. <laughs> yeah, like Heartland, like Heartland yeah, America. It kind of has that affect, but it's it's not because like they're they're both from like opposite sides of the South part. Like they're from California and, and Florida, so mm-hmm. it's not really what it is. But it almost feels like that. Yeah. Speaking of blues influence, though, I think this this single we're talking about, particularly Breakdown, big on blues influence. Definitely. Big big blues feel. Yeah. Allegedly, something I read online said that there was like a, this was recorded first as like a seven minute song with like a big fucking guitar solo. This was supposed to and be seven minutes? Yeah. Well, it is not. It's it's not. It's a tight under three minute song, and I think that's for the best because this song rips front to back. Yeah, that's. There's also a song by um, Jethro Tull that has a similar story, in that there was like there's like a seven minute version you can find, and there's like a two minute version, and the two minute version is just really tight and it's a good song. Yeah, then, sometimes it's good to just yeah. have a tight song, right? Yeah, so, way to be tight. Way to be tight, and this is tight from everything to the, like, even in terms of what's here, it's all, it's a, a fairly minimalist in terms of its composition, in terms of what's being played, and, of course, in terms of the lyrics, which we're going to discuss now. Oh, shit. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> all right, so it opens up, it's all right if you love me, it's all right if you don't. I'm not afraid of you running away, honey. I get the feeling you won't. Feeling you That's won't. the first half of the verse. They're sort of broken up in the song into basically two verses or two stanzas. Yeah. 
And um, it's there's kind of two parts. There's the first part where he's kind of got this like casual, doesn't seem to care about the love aspect. Mm-hmm. And then there's the second half where it kind of shows the like confident side. Yeah. He's, he's got this perhaps blind confidence that this this other person is not going to be leaving. This person he is presumably interacting with. He's like, he doesn't care if it's love, whatever, because he's, I don't know, too cool, maybe? Yeah. Too cool for so love? It, is this about a... Because somebody genius seems to suggest it's about a, a sexual encounter. Potentially. that That's what I got out of it, personally. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because he's saying... Because yeah. my only two ideas are it's either a sexual encounter or it's a possible breakup just with the, the concept of breakdown. But I think with the, the lyrics themselves, particularly the chorus, it's it's much more sexual than it is like about parting ways, potentially. Yeah, like the, the picture I get anyway is like meet up in a bar kind of thing. And mm-hmm. Tom Petty's character is just this confident guy who's like, ah, this person wants it as much as I do kind of situation. Yeah, and he and he's he's quite willing to to do it, and I I get the sense that he's also fine if nothing happens, right? Says, I'm not afraid if you're running away, like if you really and these are expanded on in in lyrics that are not actually present in this version. True, but true, but uh, yeah, like in here he's just said like I'm not afraid of you running away, I but I I have a feeling you won't. Yeah, which is my my take was not that he didn't care if they left, but he's not even like considering the possibility. Mm, just because he gets the feeling that they want, yeah. he's like, I, I, he's, I, I, it's, 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 it's just so confident. There's just like, there's no chance of that happening, kind of thing. Right, and so yeah, and then the second uh, half of this verse, the second stanza, sort of speaks to his reading of that person. Right, he says, "See, yeah. there ain't no sense in pretending. Your eyes give you away. Something inside you is feeling like I do. We've said all there is to say." Right. Um. That. Again, saying he th- believes he knows what this other person is thinking through their eyes. Mm-hmm. can tell through their eyes, which is, of course, the gateway to the soul, don't you know? Don't yes. you know? Don't you know? And, and then uh, very strongly believes this person uh, agrees with them and perhaps wants to hook up or whatever. Yeah, we're we're past the point of words now. It's this is the time of action. Yeah. Whether that action is hooking up or hooking out as the kids hooking say. out, yeah. <laughs> you know, leaving like now is the time. There's nothing else to be done. Right. Now, one of the comments and I I think it might be ingenious is like, "Hey, this song is about date rape. Think about it." Um, I disagree. I disagree strongly. Um because I don't know. Well, it it just to me was kind of a you know, one of those one of those hot takes that that we have mm-hmm. sometimes. It just felt like that. You know, just pushing, trying to yeah. You be have a to bit interpret. Like, hey, this song yeah. is actually about negative things, so maybe you should feel bad for liking it. Like, eh, yeah. you're kind of stretching there, buddy. And like, even in the chorus, all of the the power of action is given to the other. All Tom Petty has on his side here is confidence. He's he's just calling a sh- it's the same as I mean to to reference how you and I started this record it's the same as calling a home run like right. 
He's just being like, this is probably what's going to happen, um, but it's all up to you. Because right. Breakdown, go ahead, go ahead and give it to me. He's not saying I'm here to take it from you. Go ahead and give it to me. Breakdown, honey, take me through the night. Enact upon me. Take me, baby, breakdown. Breakdown, now I'm standing here. He's motionless, can't you see? Yeah. Breakdown, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Right. I, I can see how, like, you would take the phrase breakdown, perhaps, the idea of, like, breaking someone down as being a negative thing. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I see that. I From the context in the song, though, I, I don't get the idea that that's what it means. Yeah, is it the breakdown of communication? Because he, he ends on saying, we've said all there is to say. And so uh, maybe as a reference to Led Zeppelin, like, communication breakdown. Actually, would that be... That would be like contemporary with this time wouldn't it maybe a little bit earlier yeah it was a couple years before yeah yeah um i don't think communications necessarily ended but like speaking has yeah so there's not like a block to communication i don't think that's not what yeah, I, I don't think it, it's like a yeah i think it is about the 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 ceasing of speaking yeah because, yeah, I guess there is more than just verbal communication, but I yeah, think that, that might be the idea. Yeah, some sexy communication. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, based based on the song, that's what it sounds like. That's yeah. what it sounds like to me. So he's and like, then, I, I, so yeah. there's also kind of like the two sides, because like you said, um, the, the chorus is all of this idea of like being acted upon. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the verse like has his kind of like confidence, but then almost is like, and then well, when you get to the chorus, he's like, you can kind of see how much he's sort of like wishing for this thing to happen. Yeah, because he's not taking a neutral stance by any means yeah. in the chorus. Yeah. So even though he said, I mean, at the beginning, I guess it's it's alright if he, he doesn't care about like love per se, but mm-hmm. just connection, I guess. Yeah, there's the idea that we don't have to be in love, and then uh, that's where I wonder about the the line, ain't no sense in pretending, whether, because he says say in front of that, and whether that's just him, you know, speaking in the way he does, or if that's the line, there ain't no sense in pretending is supposed to be a quote from the other party, suggesting that they're like, well, there's no sense in, in faking loving one another, and he's like, well, you're saying that, but I think you still want to bone down. Uh. Because he can tell from the eyes. Yeah, I guess. Your eyes give you away. Those orbs, man. Mm hmm. There's and not then, a lot of lyrics. Not a lot of lyrics. Yeah. And like the most repeated <laughs> line is the two words, it's all right. That's how the song starts. That's the end of the chorus. That's true. I, so ultimately, I, again, to, to sort of naysay that edgy take, it's hmm. all right. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah, so it is about just like a a casual sexual encounter. I think. Yeah, I mean, I it doesn't seem to be like super complicated. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, and we kind of talked about like blues influence, right? Yeah. Um. Now, now I'm beginning to extrapolate obviously sure, in the meaning of the song it. but oftentimes like the idea of the hookup is associated with the idea of like a, a relationship ending and kind of being sad and looking for um short-term relationship right 
sort of in between. So perhaps there's a connection there as well. Um, again, with the idea of like he's sad, perhaps. But right, that's that's a sad. pretty that's kind of a that's taking it a few steps further and and making some guesses on my part because it's sure, not yeah. really implied by the song. Directly. Yeah, also in that that same area, also not implied, but traveling musicians, right? True. Uh, and their relationships are very, you know, short term. Come and go. Uh, it came up in uh, what running with the devil, where he's like he gets his loving on the run or something. There's some yeah, some encounter in a bar in that song, right? Uh, beyond the the woman he shouts at. <laughs> Right, but yeah. uh, another thing worth noting is, again, this blues structure we've talked about before, a lot of blues songs, this is about, like, on par for lyrical density. A single, like, eight-line verse, True. and then a chorus. Which then gets repeated, and yep, that's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, with that, let's let's talk about the, uh, the minimalist... Uh, composition here the music the instruments um i once tried to learn this song on bass i and by i tried to learn i mean it's <laughs> it's so easy it's two it's like two notes <laughs> yeah doom doom boom boom, boom 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 although the bass is very important in this song it's very like Absolutely. rhythmically driven um mm-hmm. so there's that bass and it's really only playing the two notes. And then there's the drums as well, which kind of have this, and they kind of get into this groove that yeah, carries it through with each other. most of the song. Um, except, I think it changes up a bit when we get to the chorus. But not much. Yeah. Does it change up? Am I right on that? Um, There's a couple little change ups. So at the end yeah, of a, it's like it a might bit. be a four bar phrase or something, the bass goes like, doom, 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 doom. It hits like a couple extra notes at the end of a certain amount of times of doing the, the one, two. Yeah, that's boom, the one. Boom. Yeah. Um, and because then, that, course, that groove sticks around really throughout. Yeah. That's really Because then the keys come in as well, and they're doing that same, those two notes. Yeah. And then, but early on, there's kind of another like two chords that kind of add to that mm-hmm. rhythm. Da da. Um, yeah. But again, yeah, it's like two. It's two chords. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so sparse. And then the only thing you have cutting through it is one a, a short little riff on the the lead guitar, which then evolves into the sort of signature descending riff. Yes. Which is also pretty simple. Mm-hmm. And even there, it still punches those those two notes that everything else is hitting. So it's, yeah, so it's kind of yeah, it's kind of built in, like they're all they all weave together. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that descending riff. It's really it's like three groups of four notes that kind mm-hmm. of ascend at first and then descend. And yeah, it plays a few times throughout. Uh, it's a it it does sound good playing throughout, and um. I'm not surprised that once the idea came up, they thought it was a good idea. But also, yeah. it's it's such a funny story to just think of someone being like, hey, why don't you do that again? And he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. Look, we got to get Rudy back in here. <laughs> Seems so simple, but sometimes those those small changes can make a lot of difference. Yeah. And, like, that's that's a guitar line, objectively easy to play, but it sounds cool as hell. Yeah. That's a lot of 
blues stuff is like that. Yeah, this I has suppose. a really cool sound to it. When you get those like kind of like small bends and stuff in there, I guess those are blue notes. Yeah, kind of like half flat kind of stuff. Which the guitar kind of does that, like it it the the pitch like changes a bit, you know. Yeah, like on the last note, it does like a bend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it really is. I, it's how you're playing it that makes it so compelling here, I guess. Because like note for note, it's pretty simple, but. You get those bends and a little bit of that actual like skilled blues playing in there. That's yeah. what makes it pop. Yeah, so you kind of get that combination of that like that riff, um, this really solid groove that just kind of like you kind of sink into the song, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's the song even has this like laid back confidence to it in the way they play it, which yeah. is related to the lyrics and. It all supports yeah, each other. Yeah, because you, you get, like, like Tom Petty slinks in with his vocals, and it's not like the song suddenly picks up. It's all still playing with that same level of energy that's established right off the bat. But everything's just, like, clicking together. It's just fitting, you know, like, like puzzle pieces. It's yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, and he starts pretty low energy, too. So, like, sticks down there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then keeps in that. The guitar kind of has this... Um, like slide down thing it does yeah between those um other chords that play that we talked about before uh there's also there's a couple sounds because i there's like a an organ later on but this kind of an electric piano type sound which might be not quite an electric piano but that's what plays those chords yeah um and then and then later on we actually get some organ um yeah there's a point in the first verse and i wish i had got a timestamp on it but it sounds like someone whispers something in the background um yeah you want 49 seconds i think yeah that right, sounds right, right after the that first half of the verse uh yeah that's that's right and it goes Sweet. does it sound like a word to you or i i like he's oh uh, it's you know what it is it's him saying say oh that's in the lyrics because i never registered him saying say and so when it was in the lyrics i was like that's confusing like where does that fit that's where it is so that should be in brackets quite frankly that's almost more like an ad lib yeah actually i want to let me listen back to that because it It does sound like you say hmm i I think he says you say let me let me listen to that does kind of sound like there's another syllable there yeah i'm gonna listen to it on youtube where i can slow it down um, worth noting in this section is the, and this is one of the other key parts, is this sort of bridge riff section, this ascending pattern that relies on the keys. This yeah, it does like a quick build in those, with those chords. Uh, but then because there's two halves of the verse at this point goes right back into that second half. So it's kind of, That's a, right. kind of a faux build drop back down. And then after the second half, it actually gets into that chorus. It legitimately builds. And I'll let you listen to the thing. I'm assuming that's what you Yeah, doing. sorry. Uh, that's what I'm doing right now here. I, I fucking feel like it's you say. 
It sounds like you say to me. Um, unless that genius one is like official liner notes, I'm gonna say it's you say, which changes the context. Yeah, it changes a little bit. I, so I you, if it's you say, there ain't no sense in pretending. Um, that would imply they're like kind of having a disagreement, perhaps pretending. Mm-hmm. He's like, he doesn't care if it's love, and they're like, well, what's the point without love, maybe? Yeah, that's my kind of read on it. But he and doesn't believe it. You're saying that, but your eyes are telling me that you're horny for the petty. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps. Of course, this was in the 70s. There was more, like, attitude that would be, like, wait for marriage kind of thing. No sex right. without marriage or love or whatever um or that would be more of the idea more of something that a young person might suggest and that a, an older person would be put off by so i think it it makes sense in a rock and roll song from the era yeah particularly um tom petty is a big elvis presley fan oh yeah and so i, I he obviously draws on a lot of like original rock and roll I think in his his music, so that seems like something that would come up in old school rock, like fifties, sixties rock. So to see it in seventies, interpreted by Tom Petty, makes sense. I think so. I think it does make sense, but it's really hard to hear. Yeah, it's it's, it's tough ambiguous. to to say for sure. Um, um, either way. Yeah. What else happened? So we talked about the transition riff. We talked about the 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 exciting say vocal take. And then we're back into the Boom. the second half of the verse, which is Boom. same as the first half, really, right? Yeah. They do the build again, but it's real this yeah. time. They That's do it. the full build. And then he shouts, baby. And then this is where he like, gets into his more intense singing. Mm-hmm. It's not laid back anymore. Yeah. This is just kind Perhaps of like, like you said. Yeah, his like appeal to the other person to be like, "Come on." Yeah, but betraying his his actual right, what he his said, he's not like, oh. coolness, perhaps. Yeah. And so we get a little bit uh, distortion on that guitar and the bam, bam. Yes, get that little... get that more electric guitar. Because mm-hmm. before it was still kind of playing, but now we're getting yeah, like you said, that distortion. And it does a slide yeah. down, too, at the start, which it was doing before. It kind of That's slides right. in. And then just, like, um, chords, playing chords. I think there's more chords now, more than two. Yeah, it's bam, 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 bam. I think, it's, I think we're at three chords now. Yeah, and it sort of follows the vocal melody, too. Yeah. Which makes sense. Like, <laughs> That's usually how it goes, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and this is, we've seen this sort of, uh, you know, composition, first soft, chorus, hard. But this is probably one of the most sparse, hard choruses we've seen. Like, everything is working to make it harder, but it's not, like, the activity level is about the same as the verses. Like, the un- the underlying groove is still there, and, like, you're still getting those two chords from the EP sound. Mm-hmm. Um... Obviously, the vocals are working harder, and that guitar is there, and there's backup vocals, but like the backbone of the song doesn't change. The drums yeah. are still the same. So yeah, it's, it's just very efficient, very effective. Uh, yeah, this is what Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers do, is just like, it's very good music. 
And then we get another build at the end. That's right. That's that that transition of... Yeah, it's supported by some more backup vocals this time around. That's right. We get the backup vocals. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Um, so like very similar to the, to the end of the verse, but with some extra stuff, which is mm-hmm. kind of like what the chorus is similar to the verse, but with some extra stuff. Yeah. And then we rip from that transition into a little, uh, kind of blues piano bridge. Yeah. That's not very long. Uh, I call this part a guitar solo, but it's really, it's the riff from before. Yeah. It's that, uh, I, they called it a lick in a quote I read. It's, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it. It's the, it's like the signature of this song. I don't really like, I will use the word lick and riff in different situations, but I will also use them interchangeably for the most part. Yeah, me too. I, I don't know if there's really that much of a difference. Yeah, I guess the difference on this section, it's not a, not a difference between riff and lick, but between its first use of this and the next one is now it's playing with the, the backup vocals and a, a little second section it adds. That's almost a guitar solo. It goes... Right, it starts to play fast, and it's kind of got some distortion on that too. Yeah, so if not soloing, it seems almost improvisational. Like, here's here's some licks that go well together. Okay. Hang on, I'm on Wikipedia on the lick brackets more, music. More like Lickipedia. <laughs> webpage. Um, it says, a lick is different from the related concept of a riff, as riffs can include repeated chord progressions. Lick Licks are more often associated with single note melodic lines than with chord progressions. However... Okay, this is a lick then. Like riffs, licks can be used can be the basis of an entire song. Single line riffs or licks uses the basis of Western classical music. Pieces are called ostinatos. Contemporary jazz writers also use riff or lick like ostinatos in modal music and Latin jazz, etc., etc. Okay, so generally, it, it's a little weird to, to distinguish between the two, but a riff is more likely to include chords or right. possibly requires chords. Okay, uh, that checks out. So they both can serve the same function. This is like when we were talking about a section that was a bridge and a refrain uh, a couple weeks back. So functionally, they're the same, but in terms of what pieces they're comprised of, a lick and a riff are different. Yeah, you'd construct them differently. Yeah. Um, Okay. Even though they often do similar things. And then either one can be a hook. But I wouldn't really call it a hook in this case. It's not really a I mean, it's it's a good it's a good lick, mm-hmm. but uh, I wouldn't say it's like a hummable. It's hummable, but I wouldn't say you would nec- like. It's not the kind of thing that would get stuck in your head, like a hook might. Yeah, I think having listened to this song all week, the part that gets stuck in my head is the start of the chorus. Baby, baby yeah, break down. <laughs> like that's been going through my. And head. then the like, baby, baby, break down. Backup vocals, yeah. Which backup vocals? A note on that. This. The the lyrics on, on Genius say, take me, baby, break down. I've always just heard baby, baby, break down. In fact, yeah, I listened again, too. and I don't hear a T there for take me. But Let's see, uh, do I still got the YouTube one open? No, I don't. Let me see. I'll go, uh, I'll try, I'll, I'll take it in slow-mo, see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like baby, baby to me. That's what I've always heard. Doesn't even sound oh, like that's... ambiguous to me personally. But... Yeah, just, I know it's. But again, this could be taken from the liner notes, so who knows? Yeah, who knows? Uh, uh, yeah, somebody, I don't have this. I don't have this album. Nor do I. 
Um, yeah, but that's that. Now I've lost where we were. Uh, we were uh, talking about the the lick in the right like, right after the first chorus lick section. There. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it plays that like faster bit, lots of repeated notes, and then that mm. kind of transitions back into another chorus, which is very yeah. very similar. I think his singing is more intense because that's where a yeah. lot of the intensity comes from. But uh, other than that, uh, it sounded the same to me. Yeah. Um, from there, we, we kind of fade out on the, that guitar riff, the descending riff, and the backup vocals. Yeah. Like, that's the next big major change, I think. I mean, yeah, it's 2 minutes, 43 seconds. That's pretty mm. much it. It's short. Fucking solid. The fade out's quite fast. Mm-hmm. They do fade out, but, like, it's, it's not like a long one. Um, so, yeah. Pretty cool song. I think, I mean, Tom Petty is a pretty distinctive voice. It definitely sounds yeah. like, he has kind of this, like, tight feeling, like he's singing kind of from the, the I'm trying to think of, like, placement of sound. To mm-hmm. me, it sounds like the, the top of his, what's this, like the, the back of his jaw. Does that make sense? I don't know. Yeah, because well, I'm thinking of how when I, I try like, to do a, a kind of like it's kind of like a nasal thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'd buy that. Yeah. Um. Uh. And he's got some interesting like enunciation on some words. Uh, like mm-hmm. when he says, "It's all right if you love me. It's all right if you don't." Don't. Don't. <laughs> Don't. Yeah, I wonder if that's some of that that country rock inspiration there. Yeah, um, and I don't know what like a Florida accent sounds like necessarily. Yeah, I can tell you. Um, but I'm sure there's something there. And uh, your eyes give you a way, a way, a way. Really, a. Yeah, he's really, he really plays around with those. Yeah, so there's some, just like yeah, a couple, couple like that. Interesting pronunciation. Um. Mm-hmm. And uh, this this is something I, I kind of went back and added to my notes after listening to all the other ones. But the the delivery, his delivery is like incredibly important to this song. And we talked about it before. Oh, yeah. But it becomes very obvious with some of the other versions that just don't have that. Yeah, it's and I would argue that extends to the instruments as well. The, yeah, the two tones sure. they're establishing here in the verse and the chorus are like perfectly balanced and that's something a lot of these uh covers today i think struggle to sort of hit that mark right they managed to play the instruments in a way that like gives off the kind of attitude of the song which is mm-hmm. this more like laid back bluesy thing um and it's easy to play that with play the notes without infusing it with the with the sort of mood yeah but I, I also agree that Tom Petty's vocal performance carries a lot of the energy and it does a lot to make this song what it is. Like he does a great performance. For With sure. With that, let's talk about these cover versions. Alex, yeah. starting in the year 1978 with Susie Quattro. Just a couple years later. Um, yeah. I've not heard of Susie Quattro. 
Nor have Apparently, I. she's like fairly important in the just like development of the idea of of a female rock star who's a rock star independent of like the men around her. Right. Like Joan Jett type. She's kind of yeah, like proto her, Joan Jett. Yeah, her performances and like I listened to some of what her, her big hit songs were all carries that sort of proto Joan Jett vibe to it. And and other similar acts, but yeah, it's it is that style of rock and roll. Yeah, which is which is kind of cool, especially at the time it was probably a lot like fresh, a lot edgier, right? Yeah, yeah. and, and it's like, good. I like that style of rock. Like it's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, notably, she's also a uh, an actor. She played Leather Tuscadero on Happy Days, uh, yes. a recurring character who is who played the bass guitar. Of course. Happy Days. Happy Days, yeah. Favorite show. <laughs> Happy Days, uh, is that the one with Fonzie? That is the one Fonz? with Fonzie. Yeah. That's all I know I about Happy think. Days. Well, truthfully, me as well. That's, and that's and as the far theme as my, song. My knowledge goes. Because we had a theme song CD that we used to listen to sometimes. Oh, oh Happy yeah. Days. Okay. I don't remember the rest that's of it what now. It sounds like. Oh, Something like that. <laughs> Sunday, <laughs> Monday, Happy Days. Saturday, what a day! We're spending all week with you. Anyway, happy days. She was apparently on. She was apparently on, yeah. So not like a like a main cast member, but a recurring, right, recurring character. character. Um, so this version, just right off the bat, you it gets the groove, but it actually feels very different. Um, mm-hmm. the other one kind of had this like lazy feeling to it. And the reason is they kind of stretched out the first part. Like it was swung, but it wasn't like usually when you swing or like by default, if I swing notes, it'll be basically taking a triplet and, and connecting the first two together to so you hold your note for the first two counts and then play the second note on the third count instead of right. doing it even between two counts. So the original version kind of extends that beginning part for longer. Yeah. Like you can hear this version sounds faster. Yeah, and I believe that's why because it's yeah. more it's straighter, still swung a bit, but straighter. Mhm. Well, yeah, like like even like the organ that's playing the the two note pattern sounds a little more like staccato almost. Dun 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 dun. And the drums feel a little like yeah, everything just feels like it's been sped up a little. Yeah, which is interesting because I don't like I don't think it's that much faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it can't be that huge of a difference, right? But you can you can hear it. Yeah, it feels different, so it's interesting. I guess that's that's why it's a groove that you lock into. That this mm-hmm. one just doesn't have that same a- aspect. But anyway, yeah. um, so it feels less groovy. And I guess that kind of works because it kind of gets a little more like rocky than bluesy. Yeah. Well, yeah, as soon as you get that guitar in, it's very clear that the noise is closer to like hard rock or punk rock of the time than it is to the, the blues that the original seems to take root in. Yeah. It also like there's an organ that kind of comes in more prominently earlier on. Yeah. Without the higher um keyboards part 
That's right. It is just e- the the organ on here. Yeah. And the other thing about the guitar is it almost has this like distant sound to it. Yeah, like it's coming from a, a long ways away. Yeah. Did you say that? Um. No. Okay. Sometimes I just <laughs> sometimes I think I like zoned out for a second and then I'm just like repeating what you said, which I'm sure happens. Oh um, sure. But sometimes I think that yeah. Not that time. No, I just talked about the uh, the, the distortion on that guitar and how it sounds of a different genre. Ah, I see. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of definitely like creating its own sound early on mm-hmm. with these kind of subtle differences or small differences. Yeah, that, that are, given how little there is in the original song, like small differences are more noticeable. True, being more sparse. And then even, Mm -hmm. uh, especially when we move into that verse, um, the guitar cuts out totally. Yeah. And it's just, again, focused on the kind of groove. Um, But without that, like, descending guitar thing that was going on in the original. Yeah. And so then we, at the end of the first half of the verse, we get uh, a big cymbal transition but also the ascending pattern on that lower organ. And that's something. Sorry, I was just trying to figure out what it is. There's also like a big guitar chord. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if that happens in the original now. I didn't think it did. Um, No, if it does, it's probably on the, the second go around. That seems like the right place for it. Yeah, it's not in the yeah. original. Um, but that gets played here. Again, it's a little more like... It's got, it's got that like edge. It's got a little more of that edge. Like yeah, we're giving attitude rockish, right off the bat. Rockish, almost like punkish edge. Uh, especially mm-hmm. when you like... Her, her vocals kind of have this like echo that almost make it... Give it that punkish. Almost like... Not pop punk, but like later punk type sound. Like that right. would be more compressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're not going to get that in punk of this time, but of later times, for sure. Yeah. Um, although, um, once yeah. you get into the chorus, um, then it's she's, you get some more edge on those vocals, and that's where you get that mm-hmm. kind of punkish. I guess garage rock is probably more Yeah, that might be sound. the app term. Yeah. Um, before that, though, in the second uh, verse, oh. I'm just going to call it the second verse, Sure. There's uh the backup vocals come in. That's right. They come in. I like on the build. Is that right? Oh no, they come in before. Uh, after like, the first line, and they go. Ah. Yeah, like a spacey whisper thing. Mm-hmm. Where they're just kind of doing, you know, vowel sounds or whatever. That. Yeah, and it's been like filtered or something, so it's got that sort of weird effect on it. Maybe they're just across the room. Maybe that's, I'm sure that's not true. <sighs> but yeah, there's lots of lots of um Yeah, so the 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 chorus is I've big rock energy, part. heavy cymbals, uh you've got her screaming, uh big backup vocals similar to the original, but now surrounded by all these more cacophonous instruments. Yeah, so it's more of like more of a garage rock you feel. Really? Yeah. Um, goes back into that guitar riff. It doesn't have like a the uh, organ or or keys part that the original. Yeah, one that has. little like quick transition. Um, but the organ is playing around it here. The keys. 
yes, it's, it's playing, but it doesn't have like its own section. Yes. Anymore. Anymore. So this part's a little longer, I think. Maybe not. It does the riff anyway. Yeah, I think it's about the same. This song does end up being longer. There's what is there a guitar solo in here? Uh, they add another yeah. verse. So after this oh, part goes yeah. back into the like beginning of the verse. Um, mm-hmm, that's right. And she sings it now like a little bit different. It's a little bit more like staccato now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it might be double tracked or like done in a different key or something. It, it does sound double tracked. Yeah. She kind of gets that like it's alright if you don't. Yeah. I don't know that part. It it sounds a little different. So mm-hmm. it's not, yeah, it's not the same recording, which I'm sure not the same recording. isn't. Sometimes I wonder about that. If you have a song that's like has a lot of repetition in it, how often do you think they'll just like record it once and and then just yeah you know, loop it, loop it? Because like you could, there's nothing stopping yeah. you from doing that, and most people probably wouldn't notice. I probably wouldn't notice. And really, you're trying to make it sound as similar as possible between yeah. repetitions. So like. How often does that happen, do you think? We can't know. say. Uh, We're not in the industry. Can't say. Uh, in but the I industry. wonder about that sometimes. Because I feel like... You're in the industry. Let us know. I feel like for some artists, it would be like a point of pride almost. Like, no, 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 no. I'm doing both. But yeah, like at, I can hit it every time. And at the same time, I'm sure you have like 20 takes or whatever. Anyway, so are you... If you do them both every time, are you going to use them both from the same one every time yeah probably mm. not at least probably depending not. you know depending on which um yeah depending on the artist yeah lots to consider there anyway um what else is going on here so her, she sings a little bit different but there's also some changes near the end mm-hmm. um there's kind of this i don't know what the sound is necessarily but it also it sounds kind of like like high layered vocals. I don't think it's vocals really. But it kind of has the sound of like like when Queen does those really high layered like falsetto vocals. Oh yeah, it's something ah! like they yeah. do on like the start of Ogre Battle. Yeah, or um like what is it? In the lap of the gods? Ah! Yeah. That kind of sound. Just for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, this like operatic really but, high like, electronic. Yeah, because there's layers, I think, is why yeah. it sounds like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, it just happens I, leading into the, the chorus. Mm-hmm. Kind of a fun sound. Um, chorus sounded about the same to me until the end. Yeah, I agree with that. Where they do the build, but it's extended now. Yeah. So it's a bit longer. Yeah, oh, and the, the keys start doing that, like, big arpeggio thing. Oh, yes. That might be what I meant. Oh, yeah, kind of, like, as it goes. It's still doing the chord changes, but there's now, like, hitting more notes in between. Yeah, and then that sort of, uh, that that part of the keys carries on into their next chorus. Yeah, which fades out for a really long time. Yeah. Fades, so yeah, fades big, a bit big fade out and an extra repetition of the verse makes this one just about a minute longer. Yeah, it's still there's still some like interesting things the way this one builds, um, with um the 
some of the like kind of brings in weird sounds like we mentioned that high operatic thing that might not actually mm-hmm. be vocals and the extended version of the transition riff and yeah. and stuff like that so there's some interesting ideas in here i, I don't think it's um, an amazing cover necessarily but the, there's some cool changes that give it a different feel like like it feels more kind of more edgy a little bit a little more of that like garage rocky punky or yeah. early punky feel but although also really peeling back that grooviness that the original one kind of had in the low in the like bass and drums yeah 100 percent. even though it still does those things yeah so it's like it like it hits the hard sections really well it's very clear that uh suzy quattro has experience you know punching with hard rock mm-hmm. but then the the softness of the verses that soft subtle groove is lost because she she can't go that low basically <laughs> right and then you just kind of get that punk thing where you sort of space it out a bit, maybe. Is that what they're doing? Mm-hmm. Kind of double track it to make it sound a little more spacey because they right. don't like sing soft as well. I don't know. That could be Maybe it. that's just a sound they're trying to make. I don't know. Yeah. So you're, like you're right, it, it plays with some interesting tones. I think ultimately it, it, like, that groove is so vital that losing it does make this one feel lesser. But I mean, her her chorus is great. I think her screaming is fucking awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. I like some of the the interesting noises that go on. They they intrigue me, if nothing else. Uh, yeah, I'd say it's a respectable version overall. Yeah. With that, we're gonna talk about Grace Jones in 1980. Grace Jones, someone who I admittedly don't know that much about, but mm-hmm. for some reason always like mix up Grace Jones and Grace Slick, who are not similar. Okay. But both are named Grace, and I occasionally say the wrong last name. Way to go, Alex. Let's let's hope you don't do it today. Uh, Grace Jones is a Jamaican model, singer, songwriter, record producer, and actor. Um, associated with Studio 54, uh, she's been ranked number 82 on VH1's 100 Greatest Women of Rock and Roll. And according to Wikipedia, she's partially uh, inspired artists such as Annie Lennox, Lady Gaga, Rihanna, Solange, Lord, Nile Rodgers, and others. Yeah, she's definitely important in, in music. Um, I've definitely heard uh, people talk about her kind of like her look. Yeah, kind of had her this, look like, is very important. Yeah, the, like the way she does her hair, very like short and close mm-hmm. cut, kind of like there's like an androgyny about about it, but also like very um, sharp, like mm-hmm. kind of has um, like the makeup. Uh, what's what's the word? Um, contouring, or she just has. I think she has big cheekbones, and then also there's some like makeup making them look even bigger. So yeah. yeah, very like sharp look. Yeah, she's very cool looking in the in the few photos I've seen. Yeah. Um, and for some reason she has the title of the honorable. Uh on, on Wikipedia she it's referred to as the Honorable Grace Jones. Oh. And I thought that was just for like lawyers. Yeah, I'm wondering where that title even comes from. Yeah. That's, that's fun. <laughs> uh, by lawyers I meant judges. Judges. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Judges. That sounds right. I don't yeah. know. 
I don't know. Maybe if you're inducted into the order of something or other. Maybe. He's Jamaican? Maybe it's some sort of national... And Jamaica, those awarded the Order of Jamaica, which she has been awarded. Okay, this makes okay. sense. Con- consider Jamaica's equivalent to a British knighthood or style of the Honorable. Yeah, because okay. we have, like, the Order of Canada, which would right. be the same thing, basically. So the Honorable Grace Jones is such a big deal that, uh, according to Wikipedia, Tom Petty actually wrote uh, another verse just for her, for her version. Yep, there's a, there's a second verse in this version. That's right, baby. Which and that comes verse after the first one. Comes after the first one. <laughs> and it goes, it's okay if you must go. I'll understand if you don't. You say goodbye right now. I'll still survive somehow. Why should we let this drag on? So it's a very uh it's a very different ending to the story than what the person believed at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Because despite their insistence, they were refused. And they were like, all right. I'm not happy about it necessarily, but that's fine. Well, that's still in indecision, right? Because the second line is, I'll understand if you don't. Oh, I it's see. Okay. It hasn't happened. Yeah. It's almost just a, a, a rephrasing of the, the first half of the first verse there. Right. It, it's almost like... If people did think the song was about date rape, which again I don't, this mm-hmm. verse is like, nah. <laughs> they're being understanding, right? Yeah, they're saying, hey, whatever you want to do, I'm gonna be all right. Let's. I the 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 one bad thing is to let this indecision drag on. Ah, so the real problem here is the indecision. Hmm. Mm. So interesting. And uh, you did mention there was potentially a longer version of this song somewhere, even if it's just um, in someone's, someone's yeah. imagination. Uh, well, yeah. So there's, uh, I mean, yeah, there's a, like a guitar solo version of this for Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Oh, so it wouldn't have more lyrics necessarily. It might just have a really long guitar solo. Yeah, that's my understanding. It's just a big fatty guitar solo that they Which, took out. Yeah, I guess that's that's a blues thing that happens. Mm-hmm. Have a bit of a song, have a guitar solo for five minutes, and then end the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, and apparently uh, in live performances, Tom Petty would sometimes incorporate uh, Breakdown with Ray Charles' Hit the Road, Jack. Which, which... kind of works in with uh, what we were talking about earlier about maybe this following a breakup. Yeah. Potentially. Potentially, yeah. So it opens up ideas, but I don't think there's anything conclusive to be said. No, definitely uh, not. What we can say conclusively is that this version, in my opinion, it's pretty cool. It's a neat version. It's got m- more of this uh, like new wave feel. Yeah. Um, comes in with the the riff, the descending guitar riff, but it's on a bass guitar now. That's right. Um, and then there's another guitar that's playing those like two chords and has this really fast, like tremolo type effect, which might be Mm -hmm. chorus, but effects are hard or I don't know them or both. Yeah. Or both. And we also get that like snake rattle percussion. (laughs) Oh yeah. That like jawbone thing. Yeah. Oh no. That sounds more like a snake rattle. It doesn't sound like a jawbone. 
That sounds, yeah, that sounds like a hiss. Like a... I can't make mm-hmm. the sound. I can't. I'm not a snake. I'm sorry. Not a snake. It's okay. Um, But yeah, this one has a lot more sounds, and it kind of has more like a walking bass line sound to it as well. Uh, this is yeah, once we 100%. Get to the verse. Um, there's a lot. This is a long version. This is five and a half minutes long. Yeah. Apparently, there is a single version that's three minutes, but I didn't Lame. look hard enough, so my bad. Who's got time for that? We're five and a half minutes here, not three. Yeah, baby. Um, and the the vocals in this one, I think, just kind of, as part of the new wave thing, feel a little more detached. Yeah. Um, they keep the sort of lower energy of the Tom Petty version because it was kind of laid back. But instead of laid back, they just yeah, like I said, have this sort of detached feeling. Yeah, and she sings kind of like nice and low. It's a very cool sounding voice. Mm-hmm. Um, what other sounds do we have here? Uh, the there's an organ doing the mm-hmm. doing the like build part. I'm at the end of the verse. Is that? Yeah. Uh, doing the build uh part in the verse and it has a bunch of tremolo on it. Um, but it kind of has this like like really quick pitch bend sound, like pitch bend wheel. Um, and it kind of sounds like the flute synthesizer. Uh, from this must be the place. Yeah, the, like a bit. Prophet Five sound. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear that. Which we talked about way back. Over a year ago now. Yeah, that was that was last February. That's right, buddy. For Lover Me the First One. Lover Me the First. Um, and chorus has increased energy, but it's not. It's not like the intensity of of uh, Tom Petty, because yeah. he's like shouting it. This is still got that like new wave detachment, but it it is increased energy. Um, yeah, and I the guitar that. adds like some backbeat strums, which doesn't make it sound reggae, but is definitely something you'd hear in reggae. Hmm. And she's got the the backup vocals who back her on every breakdown. She says, "Oh yeah." Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, and then that that flutey sound, the the Prophet Five thing. I I'm gonna I'm assuming it's Prophet Five because they were so um popular. Yeah, nineteen eighty. That's about the right time. Yeah. Um, it's got that sound playing throughout this chorus. Break now. Yeah. And then from the chorus, we move into uh like a little instrumental jam section with a a guitar at the front yeah this one has uh, kind of get that like groovy feeling and there's like this wood block that mm-hmm. hits it's kind of a weird hit too like it'll hit a couple times in a row oh yeah that like dun 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 or is that a cowbell there might be cowbell i'm trying to i'm trying to listening for it i can't find it like it'll hit like th- Oh dun, yeah, dun, dun. I'm it. hits it. like I'm three times, but now. it hits on the backbeat. So like it's it's out of sync, kind of. It's kind of a cool sound. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of like uh like percussion on this, like beyond a kit. Yeah, that will like come in for a minute. So it's hard to mm-hmm. mention all of it. Um But yeah, cool sounds. Uh, and then the, that guitar, on that guitar solo, that's like sort of just does this like groove. It's kind of like this low key groove thing. 
Yeah. Which is based on the the descending riff, um, and mm-hmm. I think it also they're either muting it or it has like a, a high noise gate, and it cuts off. Noise gate, like gate. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe not noise gate. Is it called noise gate or just gate? Um, I think both. Work. Yeah, gate makes more sense to me here because we're not like it's not talking about noise. Yeah, because it's not for yeah purpose of filtering noise yeah. necessarily, just filtering. Anyway, so the guitar has that sound to it. Um, and then it does like a build into the verse, the second verse, mm-hmm. not the same as the first. That's right. Oh no! Wait, this is this is a repeat. Wait. Actually, she does repeat this is, the first. This is verse. the same as the first. <laughs> and then jumps straight into this the new verse. Yeah. Kind of. And a the new... the guitar yeah. is kind of like riffing and jamming while this goes on. It does a nice downward run at the start of the second verse. Yes, which is kind of what it does in the original. The yeah thing um and then we talked about that what happens there is that verse um another chorus louder louder chorus i noticed the Mm -hmm. guitars a little more yeah oh yeah i'm just noticing it now yeah and And then there's the left half of the speakers right i I didn't notice that but okay i believe you unless your speakers are broken maybe Uh, headphones, I guess. Um, then there's another chorus, but there's like guitar screech right at the start. That's right. Just real quick, like a cat. I don't know why it made me think of a cat, but it did. Um, does that, uh, goes back into that solo-ish section with those woodblock hits. There's a lot of weird sound effects here. There's like some twang sounds. And like some lasery sounds and like a triangle or something. Yeah. This yeah. has gone the complete opposite route of the original and being like, we're yeah. going to have a bunch of things happening. Lots of stuff happening. Very different sound from the like minimalist blues. This is, this is like new wave. Um, yeah. And then just like, she's, there's like, does some humming and kind of ad libs. And there's just a bunch of like instrument sounds. Right. She's like, oh, baby, kind of, kind of grooving That's right, out. These, they, yeah, the the back two minutes is just like grooving. Yeah, and for then quite a while. Vocalization. Yeah, you get all that synth and all those sounds that were happening before, happening. Yeah. And uh, so this one, I would yeah. say, like it masters having a groove, but it is a different groove from the original. It's it's a very different feeling. Um, yeah. It's not tight like the original one is mm-hmm. it's quite a bit longer uh but it's a cool sound to have i think there might just been like a different approach to making music between 76 and 80 yeah where where you could have i mean they had longer songs before i don't know it's longer is what i'm getting at yeah it is longer and when she was uh traditionally she's associated with dance a lot too she billboard ranked her as the 40th greatest dance club artist true of time. so it might be that kind of like all right here's a minute and a half or whatever to dance because we, yeah, we like we this, groove this groove and we think on. you'd like to dance to it mm-hmm. and uh, i don't know this is like pretty low-key like it's not like it has this really heavy like boots and cats thing going on yeah so i don't know exactly what dance this would be but uh as a potentially a dance track, definitely has a different feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the performance overall. I like a lot of the the instruments happening in this. It's 
it's got a very cool feel to it, which I'm part, I guess part of the original is just feeling cool as well, and this one also feels cool. True. A very different kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one, this one's cool. Well, let's talk about Wolfie in 2001. Yes. From Champaign-Urbana, Illinois, where that acapella group we talked about. That was who it was. was I could not remember where I read it. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, I think it was whoever was on the, I believe, in the thing called Love episode. Okay. Could be wrong on that, but that's my guess. Um, Active from 1996 to 2001. They're an indie rock band. Uh, They say they originated in 1991, where two of the dudes met in high school. This is Wolfie on on the album Tribute to Tom Petty. Yeah, which is yeah one of those compilation albums that have terrible album artwork. Yeah, like I don't know, like this they they don't have a a brand to. I guess Tom Petty is front center, which is how they're selling this. But like, why yeah. would you want your album artwork to look awful at this? Like, you're using Tom Petty's name to sell it, but nothing else really. Yeah, like, come on. Like, it's, I don't know. Anyway, and try, really trying to push the, like, Americanness. Because there's an American flag, the car is white, and the text is red and blue. Like, Right. I think there's an American flag hanging from the rear view. Or, I thought oh, it might yeah, be well, a, One hanging, something. it's got a big flag hanging yeah. on it. I don't know if there's one hanging off, like, the rear view well, mirror or something. I'm looking but... at the rear view, and, you know, behind the windshield there. And I see red, white, and blue, but I don't know what form it's in right yeah i see it there i don't i don't fully understand what it is it's somehow staying in place anyway um this this version is um one of the very close covers um mm-hmm. that you that we talk about and like most of them i would say it's not uh very exciting yeah, made of cheaper parts. Um, yeah. I think their their energy in the verses is too high. Um, yeah, part it's of it a little more that, even throughout. That loud slide it does. Yes, that it's really based around that now, or like it features that very prominently. And before it was very much in the background. Yeah, and then they're rocking the synth that's part organ, like part vibraphone. Oh, I I really don't like the organ sound they have. Yeah. It's it's um very unpleasant to me. Just playing um, and those another thing that happens chords. in this. Yeah. Is the the lead singer gets totally overpowered by the backup vocals. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. He definitely sounds like he's doing a Tom Petty impression. Mhm. Maybe that's what he sounds like all the time. I didn't listen to any other Wolfie. Um. Yeah, hard to say for sure. He sounds like a, particularly on the chorus, like a very laid back dude who's trying to be aggressive. You know, like people tell him he's not authoritative enough. He's like, I'll show you, baby. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have the the attitude. It's like he's he's pushing too hard. Yeah. Even though the original, I don't know, the original's more believable. Maybe it's not that he's pushing too hard. Maybe it's just that he's not. Doing it in a believable way. Maybe. But either way, I didn't believe it. 
Yeah, and particularly, I and maybe it was a choice, but he like falters on the repetition of "It's all right." He's like, "It's all right." Oh yeah, he kind of, he kind of, yeah, it's like too high. Kind of loses it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, like they're following it note for note. They put in the backup vocals at the same place. Um, weird thing about this one is it ends and then there's still 20 seconds left on the track. Yeah, they were fading out and I was like, holy shit, how long is this fade out going to be? Uh, Man. not actually that long. Actually too long. No, it's only about 10 seconds. There's 30 seconds for the fade out, but 20 of it's silence. Now I'm assuming that's because whoever put this album together, like, doesn't care that much. Yeah, that like, sounds about right. I don't think it's necessarily Wolfie's fault, but it's still, um, not great. Yeah, still not. Yeah, it's, it's um, worse, I, yeah. But, so very close cover, but uh, also you were mentioning the guitar part. They they changed that a little bit. It, it's kind of they kind of do a slide up before they slide down. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Not much else to say about that. Other than that, it happens. Um, like a cat. But uh, really, they they don't have the like subtleties that the original had that made it engaging yeah and yeah it's just not a very good version i don't don't know what else to say yeah probably fine if you heard it at a bar or something like yeah that feels like where you hear this just some Mm -hmm. random bar you went into that had some older guys playing yeah that's the vibe yeah but that's not the vibe for our next artist maria doyle kennedy in 2005 Break down, go ahead and give it to me now. Break down, honey, take me through the night. Break down, I stand if you can't you see. Break down. Maria, Do- who's supposedly an actor. Um, yeah, so uh, her biggest role, I haven't seen the TV show, but Downton Abbey was yeah. a big deal. Vera Bates, she plays the role of Vera Bates. She's also in Sing Street, a movie I have seen, but I don't remember her in it. Apparently she was in Dexter and the Tudors. Dexter and and the Tudors. Jupiter Ascending. Yeah, so she's like, and she's in stuff. So she's like one of Ireland's most, like, you know, most important actors or something. (laughs) Like, she's a big deal. But, uh, yeah, just kind of like a. She's in the business, she's in the mix. And this um, is her singing. Yeah. This is her, her solo album. She did first she did a couple albums with the Black Velvet band, and now most of her work is solo. This is a solo one. Um it's acoustic, baby. It is acoustic. Um right off the bat comes in with those the chords. Dun, dun, dun. Um on acoustic guitar. Played a lot more straight. Yeah. That's what this one does. And then arpeggios in the back for rhythm. Bing, 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 yes, bing. with some picking on the because there's two acoustic guitars, yeah. um, kind of doing some strumming, but also picking in between the strumming. Yeah. Um, and she comes in with some vocals. Yeah, sings sings singing soft. Yeah. Um, again, picking guitars, still happening. Great. It's yeah, kind of got some rhythm. Real ding, simple ding, composition. Ding, 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 ding. In that acoustic cover kind of way. Yeah. Um, and the other guitar picks in between the lines. Like, these are techniques we've seen before. When she's not yeah. singing, kind of get some more picking. Pick. 
more picking. That was a weird uh, word I said. Mm-hmm. Um, it only happens once, though, like in the first half. Yeah. Uh, she also says no-no at the end of the first half of the verse. No-no. Yeah, she does. Between the halves. And there's no instruments playing, so it's very yeah. focused on her voice. Saying, no-no. That's not how she says it. No-no. You know, like ad-libbing. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, yeah, the rest of the verse, which is the same. But it's louder. The other guitar is louder. Yeah. So it's kind of adjusting the levels of those guitars. And we get a bit of that, yeah, that picking in between lines again. It's kind of like what the lead guitar does in the original, but kind of not. Kind of. Yeah. And then, of course, the energy on the chorus is about the same as the verse. Yeah, I mean, a little higher because we move into, like, the guitar starts strumming, but it's kind of got that, like, gallopy strumming so like we're not picking anymore it's it's strumming uh chords right um she sings a little differently too she's not singing as softly anymore um but yeah it's all chords and there's a piano too it's very low though yeah that's right um um yeah no backup vocals uh she doesn't double track or anything Oh, yeah. She's a not bit louder, somebody. not like heavy, and then yeah, at the back end of it, when she gets to the all rights, she kind of breaks to that softer bit again. Sure does. Um, there's kind of like some arpeggios that lead into the next section at the end of the end of the chorus. Yeah, um, and we get the the guitar riff after that. We do. Sorry, yeah. The next section is yeah, yeah, because we got the two guitars, so like. They're doing this like picking thing, dun, 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 and then the other one joins in. You know, kind of mm-hmm. get that like, don't put it all in at once. Got to ease in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, ease yeah. them into oh, it. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, ease it in. All right. And then we're back to the chorus again. Are we back to the chorus? Yes, we yeah. are. Um, yeah, we are. I. They do. Sorry, I'm saying a lot of words because I can't they decide do. what I want to say. I don't want to say any of those words. Forget Fine. about them. Okay. Um, what are we talking about? But yes, there's another chorus. There's another chorus. And kind of the same. Uh, I noticed the piano a little more this time. Yeah, I heard it more this one than so, on the previous. And I, I always wonder if it's just because I listen to it more. I think it's there a little more because I went back and then now I notice it more in the first one. Because I'm more confident that it's there, kind of thing. Mm. I don't know. Um, and those arpeggios again, very short arpeggios to transition out, and then we get the r- riff again, and then it yeah. kind of like the end is quite sudden. Um, yeah. Which I think plays into this idea, because like we get that riff, and then it does that for a while, and then. It kind of doesn't end like right when you would expect it to. Like it doesn't yeah. end cleanly. It's like um, it needs one more note, right? Yeah. Like it's not actually over, which I think is an a pretty solid idea because the song doesn't really conclude the story. Right. There's no resolution. So I think it kind of fits with that. 
It's like, what's yeah. next? There's no words, just like, but it's just not like over. Just the title, the song breaks down. Breaks down at some point and just ends. So I yeah. thought this was, yeah, pretty good, like, presentation-wise. It sounded pretty good with the guitars and, like, uh, the, the vocals had pretty good delivery. Very different from mm-hmm. the original, but still had like a, we're able to like keep it laid back and keep it low and and stayed very sparse i mean there was just those two guitars which isn't that tricky because that's kind of the singer songwriter thing but it's more or less in keeping with the original obviously there's no yeah. groove in this one but yeah that's fair it stays it's sparse feeling. while also not being your typical acoustic where it would just be like hitting the chords the whole time through just one steady rhythm like she's actually changing it up right she's doing different things yeah yeah so it's it's more involved than a lot of acoustic covers we see and i think that's part of the benefit she's got a good voice as well yeah um and this is yeah all builds to a much more uh lower energy sort of version yeah i also liked it which i don't always like slow acoustic covers of songs but this is pretty well done yeah, I'll tell you what, speaking of versions I don't always like and still don't like this week, let's talk about jazz artist Adele Zane Adele in 2005. Zane. Baby, break down, go ahead and give it to me. Break down, take me through the night. Break down. Oh- yes, a present day jazz singer. Yeah. According to her bio. Uh, she's also far-sighted, according to her bio. Oh, well, she's not wearing glasses in any of these photographs. Yeah. I think she meant it metaphorically, but <laughs> weird way to phrase it. Um, so. so this is just her in a bass, a stand-up yes. bass. Very, like, I mean, the original is very rhythm-based. And this one, yeah. I guess, also very rhythm-based. Um, it kind of does that, the two notes with a lot of like runs and notes in between them. And then like other stuff too. You know, you know how jazz do. Yeah. And so since it's a, like a big vocal jazz performance, there's a heavy emphasis on never saying any line the same way. Yes. You got to it makes all those like little differences in, in the uh, melody. With the vocals. Yeah. That are constantly changing and not the same as the original. Um, note on the, the style of singing. Uh, this has come up before. It's that really, like, kind of delicate, I, I would say, like, front of the mouth singing where yeah. you really hear the, like, teeth and the, the tongue in the, in the way it's sung. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, she kind of, like, the, the verse and the chorus kind of blend together because it really is just her vocal performance, which doesn't follow a structure, or at least, like, a, a verse-chorus structure at the very least. The right. bass just kind of pl- plodding behind her. And then at the 125 mark, she says, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, she gets that. The it's kind of the, like, uh, I, I think it, it fits in with, like, the confidence of the original version, but... Uh... Not much else. Um, it's kind of the like, like lounge jazz uh, feel with the the ad libbing. 
even though it's probably not ad-libbed per se. Maybe. Yeah. But anyway, then there's a bass solo. Yeah. Quite a long one. Very long. He's very aggressive and mad. Um, it sounds like me when I'm trying to do a bass solo. <laughs> there's a lot of the, like that gross string slapping and then like just this kind of fast, frustrated playing. Yeah, it, it does get quite fast. It's like playing eighth notes. It really drops the groove. Yeah. Which, when a bass solo drops the groove, I feel like I've, I'm not a huge fan of that. Yeah. Um, there wasn't really a groove, much of a groove before. But even what it did have, um, it, it doesn't feel rhythmic. And I always like a, a bass solo that manages to feel like sound cool and also be very rhythmic. Which I think yeah. are the best bass solos, because uh, this one feels like like bass shredding, which is a little less appealing to me personally. Yeah, it just doesn't come off as anything, and maybe it's technically impressive. He's hitting those notes pretty quick, but it doesn't sound good. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, that doesn't help that he's the only instrument to to be doing anything here. True. True. There's there's yeah. nothing else to support him. So I guess it's tough to be out, out there on your own. <laughs> um, it goes into back into the bass line that I was playing before uh, for the yeah. verse. There's a little more of that ad, ad-libbing in that she has the, like, kind of... Like, a little... Makes a little, like, laugh sound. She'll be like, your eyes. <laughs> they give you away, like... It's like a it's like a dramatic reading. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I down. think I think it's the like the lounge thing where she's yeah. supposed to sound like this lounge singer, um, in a lounge that could only afford one bass and nothing else. Yeah. Um, and then another chorus, another chorus. Yeah, we did a chorus before. Yeah, worth noting before we hit oh, that chorus, sure. she starts to sing a lot harder about two forty eight. She's really trying to punch those vocals out. That's true. Moves it a little bit more up into her nose. So I try to hear where sounds come from, but it doesn't really make sense. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, she does the chorus, um, and then as we get to near the end, she she does scat near the end of this song. Yeah, there's some scatting uh, with some like ad-libbing in between the scatting. Scatting's kind of ad-libbing as well. Yeah. Um, she also gets a little like twangy close to the end. Something like break yeah. down, it's all right. <laughs> uh anyway, yeah. So I I feel like the centerpiece of this being the the bass solo is a bit lacking. I I didn't like it very much. Yeah. It, and like there would be something fine in in the verses being as laid back as they are if we punched up the chorus a little more, a little maybe. More. Still get that in a way contrast. that isn't just her being like ski baboo doo dee dee da boo doo breakdown. Yeah, I think she does a decent job of the vocals, but I don't think this version really comes together. Yeah, I don't think her this vocal style speaks to me in any meaningful way. It, it sounds just a bit put on uh, just, 
a bit like it's it's like you're like oh i gotta have every line in here have an attitude to it so i'm gonna push for it to have attitude when you you gotta be singing it naturally not like a, a theater performer right it sounds like theater performance to me and that's that's where you lose me as a listener right i guess like you were saying because it, it changes the melody so much it feels like it's just trying to do something different even though that's yeah. kind of I mean, unless you had a really cool melody, but it it isn't really significantly different. Like, it doesn't make a difference. She could have sung yeah. it the other way, and my reaction would be more or less the same, but I wouldn't be like, why is she doing that? Yeah. Yeah. And that's that. Um, we're Coming up next, in the year 2011, it's the Calypso Nuts. Baby, break down. Go ahead, give it to me. Break down, honey, take me through the night. Break down, now, still now, can you see? Break down, it's all... Calypso Nuts. Um, they, they play a lot of, like, steel drum music and try to sound, like, tropical. Uh, as far as yeah. I can tell, they have a Virginia area code okay. on their Facebook page. So I don't think they're, like, from the Caribbean or anything. No, and they do a lot of work on cruise lines and stuff. That so, you know, it's it's Calypso for white people. Yeah. Yeah. Um sponsored by Corona Extra, Corona Light, and Kokomo Island Traders.com. Um, I don't know what you say Kokomo Island? Yes. Hmm. Kokomo Island Traders. Corona. A beer that Corona. comes in a clear glass bottle. Wow, we <laughs> um put a lime in it? I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that was, I was going to ask if that was a Calypso Nuts song. It sounds like it would be. That's a Put long... a lime in it. Put a lime in it. Put a okay, lime so in it. Okay, so we open with, with guitar and saxophone on this. Yes, strumming start, start guitar and some saxophone. Just like, uh, I guess this is their groove. Not really, actually. No, the it's saxophone... almost completely divorced yeah. from what comes after. <laughs> the saxophone just does this like kind of extended saxophone note. And then uh, they play the riff. The lick, sorry. Hit me with that lick. On, on, a, on the steel it, drums. Xylophone? Steel steel, drum. Oh, that's a steel drum? That's what that sounds like? Yeah. Okay. That kind of resonant metallic sound. Right. Okay, so that's the steel drum. Or I think it's a steel drum. I mean, it's they specifically say steel drum music on their right. And if that's just like Facebook a rhythm page. piece, like if it's just the thing yeah, doing like, yeah, we wanted to get a vibraphone in instead of a steel drum just to switch it up a little bit. It's like, guys, you have a steel drum player. Um, I think it's a steel drum. So let's see what else. There's a lot of reverb on the vocals. Um. I'm kind of jumping ahead of my own thoughts here. Sure, jump around. Jump, jump around, around, jump around. Uh, vocals coming, lots of reverb. Yeah, lady singing on this one. Um, Did we mention that already? No, I don't think so. Because the, the Calypso Nuts is not a, a gendered name, so you can't really guess True. from it. Nuts. <laughs> nuts. Anyway. Even the Calypso Knots, like N-A-U-T-S. Ooh, do you think that exists? Um... Well, probably not. It'd be too close to the Calypso Nuts now. You're right. It doesn't exist. 
Um, also still kind of has like a disinterested sound to it. More sounds more yeah, disinterested yeah. than like low energy or like it's low energy because of the disinterest. Yeah. Anyway, just, you know, a little editorializing from, from me. Well, you know, you got to knock this out while people are uh, getting shrimp cocktails. I don't, I don't know what they do on cruise lines. <laughs> I don't know where the band plays. Um, In the dining hall, right? I haven't been on a cruise, but I, that's where I assume they would play. Yeah, all right. I think so, yeah. You probably do, like, indivi- shows as well, but you play, I think, while people are eating, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it depends on the cruise. I, I don't know. I suppose. Yeah, it does sound like she's just trying to whip through this, doesn't it? A little bit. A little bit. Um, they got the saxophone, like, comes back sometimes. Just a little bit, like between lines. Yeah, mostly. between verses, it'll go. Yeah, um, I guess it also plays for the build. Like the build is mostly rhythm guitar, but uh, there's some sax at the top. Of the right. Build. Um. Yeah, th- those verses are real sparse. It's that drum, a little rhythm guitar, and then just her singing. Yeah, rhythm guitar playing the. Dun, dun. So I guess the two notes, but they're chords now. Yeah, um, and then that's the chorus too. Like, there's not a lot of difference. True. Yeah, they mostly stick with that rhythm. There's some backup vocals now, which is what you do. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, we get a big a steel drum solo after uh, the first chorus. Yes, yeah, starts playing the guitar part, and then solos yeah. for a while, and then the saxophone joins it. And That's then the right. saxophone solos for a while. So they got That's some right. solos in this one. Yeah, it's the big meat of this, because this is five minutes long, or just it short is. of it. It is. Um, to kind of do more of the stuff they did before. Like, there's a chorus on that rhythm guitar with some saxophone. Steel drums play the riff. Yeah. Do the second half of the um, verse again. Oh, yeah, they do the second half of the verse again, but only the second half, I guess? Yeah, that's right. Um, we get another sax solo at some point. Um, yes, it does. I, I, I skipped over it by accident, but the, there's a solo, then a chorus, and then back into a sax solo. Yeah. Uh, and then the second half of the verse. Um, there is, like, a bit where the rhythm switches up, which is kind of exciting because it's very constant in this. Um, yeah. And then the, there's, like, some actually audible bass very briefly um at like 313 i i can't like right right before the the verse starts up again might be 312 oh yeah that yeah so there is a bass in this song in case you're wondering it's there for at least like a second um yeah do the verse like i said do the verse again another chorus more steel drums playing the steel drums bit with some saxophone and then like that plays us out really fades out yeah kind of get a sax drone yeah sax drones out i when i because when i first put this one on the playlist i was like okay finally something that's gonna be interesting i did say not that long ago we don't talk about calypso enough on here yeah. So I appreciate it. Unfortunately, this version wasn't that great. Yeah, it's really 
kind of boring and not that good. Well, oh, that see, I've been staring at this album artwork. It's a steel drum, but I've been like, yeah, it's a lens with water on it. Oh yeah, look at that. That's it's steel a steel drum. drum. Well, anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's as good a time as yeah. to start talking about Nicole Ackmund in yeah. the year 2017. Break down, I'll go ahead and give it to me. Break down, and you take me through the night. Break down, I'm standing here, can't you see? Break down. Cool, Achmund. Um, she, singer songwriter type, done some work yeah. in like New Orleans with some blues artists in there. Um, and this is a fairly bluesy feeling one. With like a little yeah. bit of little bit of jazz in there, possibly just the drums, because it's got the like brushy drums, which I oh, associate yeah. with jazz, but I'll admit I don't know much about. Yeah, so that's the big things right off the bat. We get those those yeah. brush drums. Yeah, kind of shaky. We get uh, a very blues sounding guitar doing the the guitar riff. Yes, and an organ starts with like a little yes. organ riff. Much better sounding organ than. Uh, back with wolfie yeah um pretty or how does it actually go yeah organ plays along with that bass guitar yeah like you said guitar playing the riff get back and guitar playing some chords so like very similar to what we've yeah, come to expect from this safe cover yeah um it's got those swishy drums, like I said. Um, decent organ playing in that low end. Uh, sometimes the guitar plays along with it. Actually, interesting, in the verse, uh, the organ is playing those low end chords and the guitar is playing them as well, but they're kind of like slightly desynchronized, so they're like just off a little bit, which is yeah. kind of fun. That's a bit fun. Yeah. Um, and the organ builds, but it... It's actually simplified. Uh, some of them have added notes, but this one does not. It takes them away. Right. Which, yeah, it kind of goes against some of the things the other versions have done. Yeah, well, yeah still, it's a very simple build, just like big, long yeah, holds. Yeah, which is often good for organ, because when you really hold notes, like particularly chords in the organ, they get that kind of like waver. It's a good sound. You can get like yeah. kind of a drone. I guess that's kind of the appeal of the organ drone is it's kind of it's got this like wavery shake to it. Yeah. Which, so it's interesting even when it's just being sustained. Yeah, which I guess you would call tremolo. 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 Um organ I I've talked before about how much I like the sa- the sound of the saxophone, how it's like strained and tortured. Um, mm-hmm. or it can be, that's not how it's always played, but it's cool. And it sounds like that. And I think organ has like a similar appeal sometimes when it has that, like that, like, um, because of the tremolo, it's sort of a, um, like vulnerable sound. Like it, it can be mm. very powerful, but then it sort of like wavers. Right. Anyway, so even when it's hitting full force, it's got a little, bit yeah, of... it's got a little bit of something there. You're like, Oh yeah, as some, a little some, texture. Some, little something depth. going on with that organ. Hmm. Mm. I can dig that. Yeah. I don't know if I agree with it, but I can dig it. Well, timbres are fun <laughs> to talk about, I think. Hell yeah. 
Um, yeah, she sings high sometimes. I think she has a bit of a lisp when she says, I said, at the start of the second half of the second half. verse. Um, I noticed she got, she's got a bit of Kermit, a little bit of Shakira quality around the two-minute mark. She does that even, like, 50 seconds. Yeah. A little bit. You kind of get that stronger singing thing. That, like, nasal push. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear it. I hear it. Yeah. Um, something about soft palettes, I'm sure. Must be. Probably. I mean, what else would it be? What else would it be? Now, I've noted that the chorus is low energy. What do you think about that, Alex? Uh, the chorus is low energy. Let me, let me... Yeah, it definitely doesn't do, like, a big jump up like the original. Uh, she sings pretty softly throughout. Yeah. Um, the other notable thing in here is... There's, like, the guitar riff section, but then there's, like, an actual guitar solo in it. Yeah. Um, right before getting back into the chorus. And it's very bluesy guitar solo. And it does a lot of descending. I don't know if that means anything. And, like, sliding and stuff. Yeah. But pretty good blues sound. Yeah. Maybe that descending is because it's trying to pull from the the, right. the lick. Yeah, probably. And uh, it fits in. So it's always nice when a solo sounds reasonable in the space it's in. Yeah. Which is kind of the idea, I guess. Well, yes. Yeah, ultimately, like, this one's just kind of fine. Yeah, it's, like, it's decent. Um, Actually, one thing I forgot to mention that happens throughout um a lot of the actual building it comes from the drums changing because they start swishy with the brushes and then they kind of sharpen up at a couple times to by the end it's more just like a straight kit being played or like it doesn't sound swishy anymore right Um, yeah so that's really where the build comes from i think because she doesn't sing super intense or anything Right, so instead it's based on the percussion and and how it's sort of being hit. That's interesting. Yeah, I think so. So honestly, I think it's a decent version. Um, Good blues sound. Sounds like there's some pretty reasonably skilled um, musicians on this one. Um, She does a pretty good job singing it. It didn't, like, blow me away, but I think it's pretty solid. Yeah, fair enough. I'll agree to that. Um, let's talk about Spoon in the year 2021. Spoon. We talked about Spoon a long time ago. Yeah, it's like probably first 10 episodes that came up. Yeah, Inside Out. Um... But this is not Inside Out. This is Spoon Live performing Spoon Live. Breakdown. So they're the American indie rock band from Austin, Texas. They and it's live. It's studio recording live. Oh, right, studio live. So there, I yeah, I watched the video of it. There is a video. It's just them in a studio um, performing the song. Everybody, but the the singers got masks on. I don't even know if the drummer is actually present in this, or if it's just a drum machine because you don't see him in the video. But he might just be on the other side of the camera. 
not because he's filming it, but because <laughs> because you know, how, how it's it's how it's, it's in a up. room. You'd it's think they room. like they're moving the camera, so you'd think it would show the drummer, right? Yeah, you would think. But they anyway, they did two covers that they were they released. Um, both Tom Petty, Breakdown, and uh, A Face in the Crowd. Oh. And uh, we're talking about breakdown, baby. Sure are. So the bassist is also the vocalist. Um, and then you got a dude on a keyboard and then a dude on guitar. And this is very faithful to the original. We're hitting all the same notes. This is like a, a high production version of Wolfie, kind of. Yeah, I mean... Really, the problem with Wolfie wasn't that it was a close cover. It was that Wolfie sounds generic and doesn't do an exciting version. This is clearly a more skilled band doing a solid version of the song. Yeah. Um, like, they do much closer to the original groove, um, and it feels more like a groove, like they're more locked in there. Um got the bluesy sound his vocals are pretty cool they the way he sings like i can definitely hear i have limited exposure to spoon but like comparing it to inside out like Mm -hmm. that's obviously his voice but now in this context i can hear the similarities with tom petty right because it's kind of higher and he can do that sort of like more pushed up nasally thing but it's not really i wouldn't really call his voice very nasal no, and then particularly yeah, right, once you playing. get to the chorus, you can get he kind of has this like more strained sound on his when he sings. And yeah, you really get particularly that on the the baby that that comes in on the chorus sounds oh, like yeah. it hurts a little. Yeah, just a little bit. But I feel like he's been doing it for long enough that he's figured it out. Yeah, I would think so. Um um yeah, so he is in that nasal range without necessarily sounding like a Tom Petty impersonation. Yeah, I agree. It 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 sounds Tom Petty adjacent, but I didn't think it was too close or anything. Yeah, because that's kind of how his voice goes. But like, there's not a whole lot to note. Like, it's it is all like the tone's different on everything, but it's kind of their sound instead. Um, but solid version doesn't do a whole lot to switch things up. Yeah, it's uh, it's very pleasant. It's I think it's always great to sort of you know keep older musicians' music, particularly when key members have passed away, sort of keep it in the rotation by releasing even a cover this close. It's like oh yeah, it sounds like Spoon still, but it, it also is a, obviously a Tom Petty song. Yeah, they do a little um, more lo-fi yeah. too. I think like you can kind of hear it in the drums. That's yeah. just their style, though. Mm-hmm. Like even his his vocal style on the chorus isn't it's not the punch of Tom Petty, but it's got this strain quality to it mm-hmm. that that helps bring some of the the same quality to the chorus of this like the shift to something a little yeah, rough. particularly like right at the end when you can hear him like you already said when he says baby, but it's kind of similar when he says breakdown, it's all right, kind of mm-hmm. almost breaks into like a falsetto y sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, that's that's our covers this week. We got three categories. Uh, it's gonna be the worst version, the best version, and the version that it's all right. That's right, the middleest version. Ah, uh, the middleest version. 
Okay. Uh, so, Alex, what's the worst version of this, and why? Worst version of this? Um, there were a couple that weren't very good. Uh, but I think for me, it's Wolfie. It just didn't do anything. And on top of that, didn't do a very good job. <laughs> yeah. And it was just like a, it was boring. And I, I see zero reason to listen to the Wolfie version over anything else for any reason ever. That's fair. That's a fair take. Yeah, there's a few bottom of the barrel ones here. Wolfie, uh, the Calypso Nuts wasn't great, and I really didn't like Adele Zane. That said, Adele Zane did try something different. So did the Calypso Nuts, and I mean, you have to, I you have to give that some respect, even if you do a bad job at doing a a different cover of the cover. At least you're not just walking in its footsteps and still tripping, like, and that's what's happened with Wolfie, right? They yeah. they, they just didn't. They didn't do anything, and it sounds like they didn't do anything. So you're right. It is Wolfie. Wolfie is the worst version of this. Alex, what's the best version? What is the best version? There were also some good covers. This was like a real... Mm-hmm. I mean, we we really co- covered a lot here in that there were some like really bad ones, some really good ones, and like some okay ones. So I'm glad... <laughs> I'm glad we're I'm glad all three of those are going to be um honored here today. So which one did I like the most? Um let me just think about this for a second. Hmm. Which one did I like the most? Let me just I'm just trying to remember what they all are. <sighs> Hmm, going between, going between a couple. Can't be that one. Don't think it's that one. Hmm, as much as there were some I liked, mm-hmm. I'm having trouble justifying giving it to anything other, anyone other than Grace Jones because it does the most with it. And yeah. it, I think it kind of, compared to the other ones, most successfully moves it into something else. And maybe it's just because I also like the more new wave sound um that that one has but um well, yeah. i think that's got to be it i think that's gotta i gotta be agree it. with you i think that is the best one i will give shout outs to i liked a lot of elements of Susie quattro's version uh i thought maria yep. doyle yep. did a, a good acoustic cover but yeah it's grace jones is like whereas everybody else was stuck trying to to either match that groove or you know match that minimalism Grace Jones said, ah, fuck it. We're going to put just a bunch in here and, but, and have a groove, but have it be different. And it's she really put her signature on it. She's got a great fucking voice. She got bonus material from the original artist, uh, which is hard to compete with. True. And, yeah, it's it sounds good. Like, And I don't mind the, the two-minute groove at the end of the track. Like, maybe I'll find the single version and see if that's got that tightness of the original that I like so much. But I don't mind that this hangs out for a bit and is like listen to this guitar that's soloing but also not you know shredding it's just taking it kind of easy it's a very cool cover mm-hmm. and grace jones seems pretty cool and i might have to do a little more research yeah, there. cool is definitely like part of this song mm-hmm. yeah it's it's a huge part of it i think um with that alex which one of these is all right hmm. now i'm trying to approach this as like kind of backhand a compliment so I don't want to give it to one that I liked too much. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So the one that is just all right, probably the Calypso nuts. Like it's not, mm. it's nothing really going on there. It's not nothing special. It's, I don't know. I thought it was fine. Right. It's not, not like compared to Wolfie, for example, it actually, they, they sound competent. Right. I guess Wol- like Wolfie doesn't sound like competent. That's not fair to Wolfie. But yeah, they, they could play the cruise line and on the cruise line be like, oh yeah, that's all right. So there were a bunch I liked more than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't want to give them the okayest because I felt like that that's they're better than that. Yeah. Now I'm I'm going through my head. So uh since I've already kind of established my top three and bottom three in my other answers, so what's left is either Nicole Ackman or Spoon for most all right. Hmm. Um I'm gonna chuck it to Spoon just because it's that is kind of it's all right. Like I don't I don't love it. I don't hate it. Yeah, I like it. It's all right. Yeah. We definitely approached that one differently. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And that, you know what, Alex? That's, that's all right. That's all right. Yeah. And that's our main segment today. If you've got a different opinion, a similar opinion, want to talk to us about a version we didn't talk about, hit us up on Twitter, hashtag CoverMePod, at Jake the Cressy, at some Alex Wise guy. Tell us what you think. You can also email us at covermepod at gmail.com. Send us your comments, questions, concerns. We'll talk to you there. You can also rate and review us on Google Podcasts, maybe. I don't know if they review, but you can follow us there. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Stitcher of all places. Like your favorite podcasting app. I was stalling for time. I was going to think of a fake one. I think I had one in the bank, and it was good, but I've forgotten it. So there's a bunch of real ones for you. We got a bonus segment. Haven't done it in a while, but we got one today. It's a classic Battle of the Band. Uh, or rather this week, Battle of the Supergroup. Alex, in a battle royale of the traveling Wilburys, assuming they were all alive. Let's right. In their heyday. Uh, in their heyday, um, which, of course... Of course, Roberson wasn't in great shape for their heyday, so... (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Um, Consisting of Bob Dylan, George Harrison, Jeff Lynne, Roy Orbison, and Tom Petty. Who's going to win this fight? That's a big one. I Um, can tell you, George Harrison, pacifist, not going to win. Easy, knock him off. Yeah. Um, He's not going to fight. Bob Dylan's got some grit to him, I think. Um, Yeah. But he might just not care. That's also true. Um... Let's see. I think now Tom Petty and Jeff Lynn, they were friends after, but they didn't really know each other before. So I feel like Roy Orbison's kind of out of it. No one wants to hit Roy Orbison. Maybe that makes him the winner, but he's not really in the fight. Um, yeah. George Harrison's out of the fight, too. Like you said, he's a pacifist. Um, so that leaves Bob Dylan, Tom Petty. Jeff Lynn. Jeff Lynn. I feel like Tom Petty's got some, you know, some wrong side of the track vibes. Like, I feel like he can throw down. He's Floridian. Yeah. So <laughs> he's got that going for him. He's a Florida man. Uh, he is a Florida man. So he's really a wild card. Yeah. So it's tough to say because of that. Um, I, I think Bob Dylan, Bob Dylan's a little frail. Uh, for the fight, I think. I think Jeff Lynn can take Bob Dylan out, but I'm not sure he could take Tom Petty out. 
Yeah, it really. I'm looking at Jefflin's upbringing because he's English too. Okay. So that and that oh, could play yeah. either way for him. Like he could be a tough guy, or he could be be uh, quite quite a fancy boy. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't really see. know what his background is. Yeah, me neither. But I know that Tom Petty dropped out of high school at the age of seventeen to I think to play bass in a band. Hmm. Uh, so he's got real uh, like Tom Petty's hardcore. I feel and like if you motivate him right in the fight, I think he would have. Yeah, I think like he's got he's got to be unpredictable. He's the wild yeah, card he, element, and I think like seven times out of ten he can take it. He can take him. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, I think ultimately it's got to go to Tom Petty. Yeah, Tom Petty. I I agree. Uh, boom. That's our bonus segment. If you want to tell us who you think would win that battle of the band, hashtag battle of the band, and tell us tell us who you think would win. Tell us if you even think they would fight. Tell us if you even care. That's it. Tell us if you think Bob Dylan might be secretly tall and you just don't know about it and he could actually take everyone out somehow. Yeah. Uh, Tell us if Bob Dylan's a fighter. Is Bob Dylan tall? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Bob Dylan tall. Sometimes sometimes it's hard to tell just from pictures, you know? Yeah. Although in my mind, everyone I see in a picture is like really tall and I don't know why. I, I like don't have a sense of scale like that. Like, every time I see a movie, I'm like, wow, how is everyone, like, seven feet tall? But then they're maybe that's just what the movie's supposed to be like. Because, you know, sometimes they put them on platform shoes or whatever. But, like, then yeah. they're not. They're not that tall. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. Foot. Um, he's 5'6". He's not very tall. <laughs> no. Okay, Bob Dylan's not secretly tall. Just a secret maybe, maybe. for me, though. Yeah, so there you go. Tell us what you think. That's the end of our show. And as we always say on Cover Me, cover me, honey. Take me through the night.